Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children all ages, it's that time of the week again for Reaching Out. I am R.A. Crate, and I am here with Camo. And today, we are going to talk about something that raises it, even mention it, and that is anxiety. And Camo, do you have anything to start out the show this week? Oh, anxiety. It's uh, something I've been wrestling with for a long time. Um, whether it's just sitting by myself in my brain, just thinking about stuff that I shouldn't be thinking about, death, or, uh, just, just, <laughs> I mean, even when nothing's wrong, when my landlord has to come out for, to collect the rent or whatever, I, it, it just raises my anxiety, because <laughs> I always think he's going to complain about something, but he doesn't, and then a day or so later, I'm just fine, but. Yeah. So I suppose you had an experience with that this week, and that's why you're bringing that up. Yes. Yeah, uh, my landlord, he sent me a text saying he's going to come over and check the AC and come in. And And this was just to help you because it's warming up. Spring is coming. You know, you don't want to be hot in your house. He was just being a good landlord, right? Right. He he comes in twice a year uh, in the springtime to check the AC and uh, toward fall or winter time to check the heating and stuff like that. See, that's weird because now I live on the second story. Mm. So, like, we hardly ever have to turn on the heat. I mean, there's enough rising up from the lower apartment that we save a lot on our heating costs. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just I don't know. I think our house isn't like guest ready, but I I, I just have this. It's fe- like a crippling fear, almost the way you describe it. Yeah, uh, I just don't. I have a fear that he's going to complain about something and kick us out. He's not, but. Anyone who has the power to kick us out of our living situation just creeps me out, no matter how nice they are. <laughs> well, not only that, but there's so many other factors that we deal with. I mean, we have bosses, we have jobs, we have landlords, we have the government. I mean, I was watching this one, this church in Canada. They have actually been post protested for like two months while they started still having church. And they literally put two layers of wire top fencing and a black tarp in front of the front doors so they could not have service. Really? Yeah, because of the whole COVID thing. Oh. I mean, that's everyday life now that we're, I mean, we're in Oklahoma. We never really had a mandate to wear a mask. So you had everybody in Walmart going to the store without masks. Quick trip, you had people without masks, and it wasn't, we didn't have a lot of TikTokers that would pull out their phone and be like, ha, I'm going to make you viral. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's weird, too, because, I mean, you you just said we don't have a mask mandate, but I work at a dealership and up front where the sales staff are and finance and all the bosses and managers are, they don't wear masks. They don't have to wear masks. Uh, the mechanics in the back don't wear masks. 
but the service porters and the advisors, service advisors, were told to wear masks. It's weird. I'm going to do it because I'm told to, but I just find it odd. That's and plus, all. I pay your shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not going to go and, and gripe about it. I'm just talking about it here. That's all. <laughs> but that that's one thing, and that's what I think why it's so weird that on this week you had anxiety ridden, and that was – we had discussed this last week that we were going to talk about it. Yeah. And, of course, we've talked – we talked about it before to the point where I said, you know, okay, my my anxiety medicine is for the beta blocker that I take for diabetes. Yeah. But it's still anxiety pills, and I've chosen that route. Yeah. You know of other people that have chosen that route. Yes. And you have chosen the route you want to try to essentially handle on, a, on your own. Yes. I mean, do you, after this week, do you still find that a good thing? And this yeah. is not an up for debate thing that it's either good or bad. I'm just asking you because you've experienced it. Right. And we're we're trying to relate to each other. So anybody hearing this, I'm not questioning your decision. I'm just asking it because I know Camo on a more personal level. So don't think we're trying to say you're evil if you don't, you're evil if you do. Right. We just have we're gaining perspective right now. Right. I mean, you're just asking my preference uh, pertaining to this particular week. Um, I'm still, uh, I'm still not going to take anything for it. I'm just going to try to <laughs> calm down and relax, um, like I usually do. Uh, mostly, like today. What helped me was, again, I'm mentioning again, um, scared to death. <laughs> Horror podcasts <laughs> help my anxiety. So that's why I've been listening to all day. Yeah. Uh, the Dan Cummins um, scared to death podcast. That and um, Is We Dumb by the same guy, Dan Cummins. Uh, those usually help me feel a lot better. But, I mean, my anxiety the other day with my landlord, that the, it happens every, like, end of the month, too, whenever I turn in my rent and stuff like that. And it always goes fine. I mean, he always has, he doesn't linger. He doesn't, like, sit there and talk to me for, like, 30 minutes. He He's already got the receipt in hand i usually hold him up by trying to start a conversation to calm myself down yeah yeah so i'm like hey guess what i got this whole reaching out thing that i do every weekend so i can help people de-stress from <laughs> from the week and here i am stressing out about him being here to collect the rent well i mean let's be honest reaching out is also a way for you to de-stress that's true. It's probably uh, one of your love languages. I've never read the book, but I know when you find a love language, mm. that's how you refuel yourself. Yeah. Some people, it's curling up a good book. Your wife could be, you know, that's why I asked the other day, is your wife's love language helping you? Like, she may have anxiety towards people, mm -hmm. but just the fact she knows she's helping you who helps other people, you know, yeah. and giving back 
could be very much one of your love languages. I mean, you get re-energized by helping other people and just talking. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh, it it might be. I mean, I, I really enjoy doing it. This uh, this past weekend, there were a few people who showed up. Uh, this guy who um, who said he 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 doesn't really respond to my posts. He doesn't he doesn't interact. He doesn't comment or like or anything like that but he still follows everything that i'm doing and he uh he was out there at the park with his family his wife and his daughter were over at the playground and uh he saw us setting up and he told me he's like hey man i promised myself if i ever saw you with your tent then i was going to come over and say hi he's like man i i've been following everything that you've been doing with this whole reaching out thing for months now and it's a really good idea and that's just another instance i need to stop worrying about likes and comments and reactions and whatnot because people are paying attention so i need to stop being anxious about that too yeah people are paying attention they don't have to comment or like everything that i do you know well it's not even human nature to really if we're if we're the type of people which I am, they constantly tell us we suck. I mean, the internal monologue is like, well, you're not good enough, you're not, you know, sexy enough, you're not skinny enough, whatever it may be. That's not human nature. Yeah. That's outside people telling you how you suck, and you've allowed that to be in your brain. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's normal to have anxiety like that because we all do it as human. It's not natural, but it's a human emotion, I guess you would say. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was good. It was good to have him out. I haven't seen this kid since high school. I really haven't talked to him since then either. So that, that was a really cool surprise. Um, They'll come out of the woodwork for this. I mean, just wait and see. Yeah. Uh, my father-in-law came out on... Saturday. Yeah, he came out and sat down with us and talked and hung out with the boys for a little bit and uh that was cool. And then my mom came out on Sunday. So we had a few people show up. Now privately you had you said this. Someone bringing out you said they mainly came out for the boys. Is yeah. that a way of kind of protecting yourself and handling the anxiety and be like, well, they came out, but they were here for the boys. I mean, they came out. <laughs> well, I mean, they're grandparents. They're well, yeah. out for their grandkids. Well, yeah. I mean, they were dropping off stuff for the boys for Easter and stuff, yeah. but they also sat down with us and talked. And I was, uh, now my father-in-law hadn't shown up for the reaching out thing before and he sat down with us and I got to explain what all goes on and stuff like that so but do you see that as like a kind of anxiety protection that you're like well that was just a one time thing <sighs> I, I guess so because we set up barriers for ourselves Yeah, we've all been hurt I mean you have barriers 
you even have to to the extent once you know everything's okay, mm-hmm. then you talk to your landlord to bring yourself down. Right. So this is this kind of the same way that you were like, okay, somebody came, I'm good, I can relax a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I I, do. <laughs> I I guess I do get anxious when people don't show up. It makes me wonder if things are actually working. And you break speakers. I did spike my uh, Bluetooth speaker in the uh, in the parking lot. That was that was multiple things stacking up, and uh, that, that, mainly that, just anxiety. Anxiety and. Uh, just, just a lot of stuff going on. It's just, it's not my proudest moment, that's for sure. But I was very um, transparent on Facebook. I told everybody what what was going on and that I did that and everything. And people are were pretty supportive of uh, my transparency and just that. That was the most reactions I got in any of my posts. And that's why I kind of want to bring this up. I mean, with you wanting to show vulnerability to people Mm -hmm. and let them know you're here, it doesn't make sense to hold back. You know, you, there is still some things that I won't touch with a 10 foot pole. Yeah. That's, that's not on me. But if you have a vulnerability that's going to help the situation and help somebody else going through the anxiety, because there's people like, I used to be more anxiety-ready dealing with my landlord. Mm-hmm. But I also had enough holes in the wall to fill it with three whole sheets of sheetrock. Like, all I did was cut out the old one and then put up three new sheets of sheetrock. <laughs> but that's, you know, now we're in a little bit nicer place and people can hear me and I don't want to be the trailer trash of the apartment complex. Yeah. But, I mean, just being honest with people... And relating to them and say, this is how I deal with it. This is the way I chose can free somebody else. Yeah. We grow by sharing our story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not here to pretend like I got everything figured out or that I'm at a point where where I'm good and I can help people. I'm need help as well and i uh actually my voice is a little just a little hoarse this week because uh i did some yelling today not at anybody i just turned on some slipknot and yelled along with it and it made me feel better (laughs) it is it is um that was just (sighs) frustrating man i hate getting talked down to you know, when something's not working at work. Okay. Oh my God, man. Okay. So today I hear this lady talking to a customer and she's like, Hey, are you going to need a ride? He goes, yeah. He goes, she goes, all right, I'll get a, a driver to meet you in the lobby so we can take you wherever you need to go. And, um, I'm like, all right. So I go ahead and get the key before she has to say anything. I go get the key for the shuttle. I go in the office. I'm like, so that 
the guy that was just here, he uh, he needs a ride. She goes, what guy? I'm like, oh my god, okay. So <laughs> I'm like the the guy who just brought that truck. She goes, she she doesn't say anything. She just starts doing other paperwork. I'm like, okay, so we're playing that today. So I go back on the service drive, hang the key back up. I sit there and wait. Five minutes goes by. Uh, we need a service driver to the front, guest waiting. And she never said anything the whole time? Not for that five minutes. And then I go in. I'm like, yeah. She goes, there's a guy in the lobby that needs a ride. Like, That's what I was freaking talking about. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I just get mad and... She gets on to me for for little things, and she's gonna act like that. And I'm this podcast isn't the complaint. That's all. But I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I had a good conversation with the guy though for a little bit, but most of it was quiet. That's probably like I, sh- I probably should have talked more. I would have. I probably would have felt better. But no, uh, just a little crap like that bugs the crap out of me and it raises my my anger and my anxiety and I just want to yell, but I can't because there's a customer there and that wouldn't be good. <laughs> you need to wall off like a little doored area. Call it um, Kmo's Screaming Corner. <laughs> that would be awesome. That way you can go into the you know corner office, scream, come out, nobody's looking. Okay, Cameron's Cameron's having a bad day. <laughs> yeah. Just have like a stack of plates in there. Just just oh, it's, the, it's, the, <laughs> it's just a little rage room. <laughs> well, I mean some places they have rooms where you can go destroy stuff and you pay based on what you destroy. But... I, I know. I wanna go there. I'm not angry or or just fill the rage all the time. It's just I hate being talked down to and ignored and stuff like that. Or people being mad at me because I got to take off work to take my kid to the doctor or uh, so I can be at home for about an hour during my shift to let my landlord in so he can do the AC stuff so my dog doesn't attack him. Again, I never heard the first time. He, like, Ranger got out and he ran at the landlord, just barking and barking. And he ran, ran up to him and bit his shoe. I'm like, that's not how we act to someone who hasn't charged us a pet fee, Ranger. We need to go back inside. So, <laughs> it's, uh, so yeah, I'm there to keep an eye on Ranger so he doesn't bite the heat and air guy or my landlord because I don't need extra <laughs> fees added to what we already pay. Yeah. So and someone let me know that my supervisor was mad because I took off for an hour and a half yesterday. Mm-hmm. So what I do today, I stayed quiet, kept my head down, and just did my job. I didn't talk to anybody. And I just listened to my podcast, and that helped me feel better. And by the end of my shift, I felt a lot better. So 
But it still stole an entire day away from you. It did. Um, and I consciously made that decision. I was walking in. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to talk to anyone today. I'm just going to keep my head down and do my job. And hopefully tomorrow will be a better day. So tomorrow might contrast a lot compared to today. I might walk in and be like, hey, how y'all doing? How's it going today? And people are be like, who the heck is this? Yeah. <laughs> but, but hopefully I'll hopefully I'll feel better tomorrow. And I'll be up to just talking and being all chipper again. Back to being that annoying guy. Yeah, and I mean, I have my ups and downs, and people understand when I have my low days, then they know to give me my distance. Do yeah. they understand, or are they trying to stay out of your way so they don't, don't get caught up? I'm not sure if they're worried about getting caught up in it. It's just like, oh, I don't want to, well, I guess not get involved or like, oh, he's in his mood, so we better leave him alone. Or, yeah, I mean, it's a little sad, too. No one's, no one asked me today, like, hey, is everything okay? Yeah. No one said that at all. I just, just went with it. It's amazing that, I mean, just now knowing what happened to me way back then, wondering how many times people saw I was in the mood and just stayed away. Yeah. Like we get in that cycle where we don't want, we know the person, we know something's going on, but do we care enough to get involved? Do we care enough to call somebody on their crap? Yeah. You know, whether it's self-inflicted or like your position, the manager was mad. Even before you probably came into work today, you knew something was up, so you just decided to avoid everything and took your joy. I mean, and that's what anxiety does to people. It robs us of what we matters more. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, too. I didn't even know my manager was mad. He didn't say anything to me. He probably can't. I mean, he just went on like any other day. But at the end of the day, one of my other coworkers was like, yeah, he was pretty mad yesterday. I'm like, well, that explains why he didn't answer my text. I messaged two of my managers, and neither of them answered me. I mean, they were probably busy, but I was just letting them know I was going to be a little bit late. And I explained the situation. I'm like, okay, is hope you all don't try to call me at 9.15 wondering where I am, because I did text you guys like two, yeah. two or three hours before. Which leads to more anxiety and more beating yourself up and more doubt. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, I took my kid to the doctor on Monday. And tomorrow, I have a follow-up appointment. I'm worried about telling them about that. Have you not told them yet? No. I'm probably just, I mean, he's doing better. Yeah. He's been taking his medicine and everything. He's made quite a bit of difference and my wife said just call him and let him know that he's doing a lot better and uh that you're not able to get out of work so i guess that's what i'm gonna do 
I don't want to make anybody else mad again because that's just going to raise the anxiety levels again. Uh, yeah, that's just, like I said, man, it's just the opposite. I don't want to make people mad. Yeah. It's inevitable. I will sometimes, but. But is that your fault, honestly? Because, I mean, if you show up every day and you've got to go home every once in a while, how, why should it affect them like that? I mean, our society, like, my job is everything's digital. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to talk to my manager. I just go on the app, and I go home for the day. But at the same time, it's a disservice to me because it's so easy. Yeah. You have a personal manager, but at the same time, it disrupts your team. So, I mean, I understand where your manager is coming from. Yeah. Like, if you have three drivers, two are out, and then all of a sudden you've got to go home, Yeah. that hurts the team. That hurts the company's vision. Right. But that doesn't make it easier to say, hey, my kid's sick. He comes first. Screw your job. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, we've built it up in our mind that anxiety is going to take over and, like, oh, my God, am I going to be fired? Right. Yeah, exactly. And then I hear today that, one of our uh, other managers or supervisor or whatever, I, I really don't know his title. He's like, Somebody so, higher up. Maybe. Yeah, someone higher up was like, so we're going to have Cameron just be like the like go-to shuttle guy. Is that good or bad? I mean, that's fine with me, but I got a, a U-Haul stuck in a ditch last week. So they were talking about me, like hanging back, not doing deliveries anymore. He because told you, I. He didn't say that, but I'm guessing that's why. Because he's like, well, they want me and this other guy to do it, and if he's not available, we'll go with the other driver. And if he's not available, I guess you would go with me. Like, what the heck is that about? And this whole time, I'm like, what the heck, man? And last week, he's like, same higher up was like, well, Cameron's going to be in charge of uh, the uh, quick lane drive over there, making sure cars are uh, taken care of and out of the way so they don't block the main service drive. I'm like, when is this guy saying this crap? Because he has not come up to me at all about any of this. All right, so just point blank, I have to ask. Is he trying to elevate you and your anxiety is trying to tell you something different? No. I'm wanting to know why he's not just coming to me and he's just telling my my uh, coworker about it. If he wants me to do this stuff, he needs to sit down with me or come up to me and let me know. Is your is your other coworker more experienced or more time there? The one who's telling me all this? The one he's talking to. Yeah. I don't know if the one he's talking to is telling you, but Yeah, he's been there longer than me. Maybe he's higher up in the seniority and he doesn't think he can talk to you. I mean, honestly, I'm playing devil's advocate because we're talking about anxiety and people do this to themselves like instead of you just going straight to your boss and being like hey i don't want to be mean i don't want to throw my co-worker on the table he's telling me that you're saying this well i just 
want to shoot straight. What's mm-hmm. the deal? Yeah. But we play mind games with ourselves, and we're like, okay, my boss is really out for me. Oh, she should be talking to me. She should be doing this. She should be doing that. And we worry ourselves, and he could be wanting to promote you the whole time. Like, he sees something, and he, like, obviously, to me, an outsider's perspective, quick change people are always the douchiest because they're, they want in and out. Mm. If he's saying you're doing a good job by getting them in and out, he's saying you're better than all the other ones that get in people in and out, you know? Yeah. I mean, and quick, all this quick. is honestly just speculation until you actually ask him. Right. If you actually ask him. Yeah. I'm not trying to be your dad or something. Right. Hey, go talk to your boss. Yeah. No, I mean, quick lane does get backed up and people get out of their cars and they'll leave their car there and it blocks the service drive. And, I mean, there's two advisors over there that run that area and they can't keep up with it sometimes. I, I'm I'm not sure. But I keep, like I said, I just keep hearing this stuff that the higher-up manager guy keeps talking about me doing more stuff. Like, if I'm doing more stuff, let me know so I know the plan, so I can, like, know what's going on. And if I'm just going to be the... <laughs> just the shuttle guy and not go on deliveries anymore. I'd like to hear from my manager. I mean, no one griped at me the other day, like last week about the U-Haul. I mean, well, your boss didn't say he was angry either. Right. Well, I'm saying that in like, they're not going to really tell you that, you know, in a negative way. And that's pretty cool. I mean, honestly, for you to be in a situation where, I mean, you had a brain fart. Mm. You ran a U-Haul onto a curb. Yeah. Whether it's a big deal in their eyes, they still didn't say anything. Right. I mean, that's a good job environment. Anxiety in our head makes it worse, but I mean, just, I would expect to be yelled at, and just the fact that I wasn't, I would want to kill myself over something stupid like that. Like, I don't deserve this. I don't, you know, deserve to live. I just want to go home. Yeah. Like that's some of the second twisted things that ran through my mind over something simple like that. Yeah. No, I mean that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Whenever I did it, I'm like, oh crap, man, they're gonna they're gonna yell at me because I we're we're <laughs> bringing this U-Haul back to get fixed, and I run into a, a ditch and get stuck on a curb, and turns out there was no damage to it, so that's good, but still. Um, I don't know, man. I, yeah, I beat myself up over that. And then I got people stuck. I'm holding up traffic because the U-Haul is like halfway in the lane. They're waiting on oncoming traffic. It's two-lane road, and people are waving their arms. They're yelling, and they're getting upset. And I'm like, well, crap, man. This is... I'm making more people mad again. And that's the the exact opposite of what I'm wanting to do with this whole reaching out thing. So what do I do? I make a freaking sign that says, I'm sorry. Just to apologize to the people who are being held up by my mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Then people start waving at me and giving me the thumbs up and stuff like that. At least they weren't telling me I'm number one or anything. So. But that's interesting how you put that. Like, 
you're trying to do the opposite of the reaching out thing. Yeah. It's 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 just the way you put that. Like you're almost trying to overrule the anxiety in your life by doing good for other people. Right. Is that bad? Well, I'm trying to think about that because <laughs> I actually heard something about that today. Simon Sinek does like three and four minute videos. Mm. And he was talking about a philanthropist that was, that his proudest moment was sending like 15 people to college on scholarship. Mm. And he was like, oh, that's great. But what did it cost you to send those 15 people? And it was like he basically burned down trees or deforested the world. You know, it was something really extreme. And it was like, well, yeah, you're happy that you you sent 15 kids to college, mm-hmm. but you destroyed all this other stuff. Yeah. And so it's kind of like how people say, well, I will do this good when I get this amount of money. Oh. You know, it's just a different way of looking at it. Like, you sacrifice one for the other. Like, I sat on my butt and thinking I had enough time to reach out to my friends. Then they passed away, and then that's what got me to finally do this. No, not in that aspect. Like, oh. like you're killing kittens, and then doing reach out, reaching out, and you reach one person, and it makes a difference. Like you oh, did good no. over here, but you caused destruction over here. Oh, why'd you have to use kittens? I love cats. I know, but that's like <laughs> that in your face, like shock jock type thing. Yeah. Like you're doing so amazing and you're proud of this one person you reached out to, but on the other hand, you kill kittens on your downtime. Yeah. You know, that's more rather than you wasted time and now you're finally achieving it. Yeah. You know, that's just you were lazy and now you're doing something. So I mean it's just a different way of thinking and I mean (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of the office. When uh Scott's Tots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where he promised a bunch of kids when they were little, if they, what, graduated? If they graduated high school. He would send them to college. Yep. And they all passed, and he he couldn't come through with it. He got them lithium batteries for for laptops they didn't even have. And then the one kid actually makes them a deal like, if you get into school, I'll pay for your book. Right. Well, that alone could be like $4,000 for four years of school. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was the worst thing. I got most of my school paid for, and then all of a sudden, I get to school the first day. I'm a freshman in a different state, no parents around, and all of a sudden, I find out that I have to have books. Yeah. So I go and, you know find out where I have to get books, and all of a sudden I realize that, hey, you're going to have to check, take out a $10,000 loan to get books. God, hey, man. That was in 2002. I'm still paying that off to this day. Like, the loan for one year of school. I went to a private Catholic school. It was like $17,000 a year. God, I had hey, a $5,000 scholarship for athletics, 5000 for school, and then I had to pay the rest out of pocket. That's enough anxiety by itself. Yeah. Then I had to perform on the football field because, honestly, as a college athlete, if I didn't perform, I could have the scholarship taken away. Yeah. Which I should never win anyway. 
I mean, you could say that was like the start of my downfall. But that's beside the point because now I'm on pills and I'm doing amazing. Like it's, I'm not glorifying the whole anxiety pills, but it's amazing how the stuff that bothers me within 20 minutes, if I don't think about it at all, like I'll be pissed off and I'll just want to rage. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think about it for 20 minutes and I'm off on another subject. Like I could care less. I got you. Yeah. I haven't punched a wall in years. That's <laughs> a good thing. That is good. And there's times I just want to punch a wall at work. There's plenty of bricks out there I can punch, but. Yeah, but that breaks your hand. It does. And there's people on the other side of that wall that can hear it. So. There's too much drywall there. I can't do that. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm angry all the time at work. I'm not. But I, there, I do have low days and. There are days where I just want to punch a wall. That's all. I'm not trying to be a Kyle or anything. Punching holes in walls and stuff. It's just just something to take my anger out on. I don't want to take it out on anybody. I feel like this is going to be a simple answer, and it's probably going to repeat, be a repeat of what we've talked about in past episodes and what you've already said today. Yeah. But we can't spend all the time on the negative and not reflect on how overcoming stuff. I mean, obviously you said you just shut up today and basically did your work. Yeah. What else do you turn to to overcome this? Is there anything you turn to? Yeah, music and podcasts, audiobooks, or the people who don't make me mad at work, I talk to them. Talking is like one of the best things I can do. I mean, whether I mean whether it's them or if I'm talking to a, a customer in the shuttle on our way to their house or their business or whatever, I had a good conversation with this one guy today, and I was laughing and everything. But as soon as I got back to work, I got quiet again. But I mean, for that 20 minutes, I was good because I was having a good conversation with somebody. Saying that, I know I robbed myself of that joy that I could have had spending time talking to somebody at work um, instead of just ignoring everybody. But you no know, conversation, music, podcasts, audiobooks. Um, if I'm not able to do art, that's what I turn to. Pretty much, that's that's about it. If I'm at home and I'm able to paint, I'll paint, but. Any, is there anything certain that you go to, like any genre of podcast music? I mean, obviously, Celine Dion is the best for just raging. No. <laughs> um, I usually listen to, uh, if I'm really stressed out, I'll listen to Corn and I'll listen to Slipknot every now and then. Actually, Drowning Pools. <laughs> I, I want to say it's their first album. I'm not sure. Please don't kick me if it isn't. Um, their album Center is really good. It's the it's the album with uh, Bodies. Okay. Yeah. Um, that whole album is really good. Uh, it helps you get the hippie. Oh. Yes. Yes, it does. 
it, it's it's such a great album. Uh, every song on there I really enjoy. I, I'll listen to that or some old Slipknot, like self-titled in Iowa and stuff like that. Some real aggressive stuff. Now, uh, you mentioned Drowning Full of Bodies. I mean, is there a reason why you mentioned that one specifically in, in that situation? Well, Do you, like, visualize it? No. I mean... I was trying. Well, no, I was trying to let you know what album it was, oh, and it's the that. one with bodies on it, and that's the song that everybody knows. Yeah. From them, so. See, I think of Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn. Yeah. Who's that? He's a minister known for like waving his arm, and all of a sudden, like the first twenty rows pass out. Oh. Out. I, I thought you were like. <laughs> no, it's it's very much a comical thing because they're like, that's a body. It's a. And he waves his arm. Oh. And like the whole thing is just like, like, and it's hilarious. Oh. I do not get dig what Benny and does. He's a snake. But that's a whole different story. I've seen a video of that guy. But they made it look like <laughs> Street Fighter. Yes. Is that the one with his jacket too? Where he's yes. Like, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I laugh every time I see that. No, no. I, I th- since we're talking about music, I thought you actually meant Benny Hill. No. <laughs> I'm like, you listen to that when you're stressed out. I can see that. I'm like, <laughs> no, it always puts put a smile on, on my face. A lot. The Spotify has they make the custom playlist one through five for you. Yeah. And then on Monday they do a new release, and then Friday they do a a new. No wait, Monday. Is just a new to you, like stuff you may not listen to, packed with a couple of favorites that you listen to all the time. No. On Friday, it's the new music, like anything that was released. Um, I can't remember the song recently. This week's Friday list was pretty weak. Mm. But yeah, I just put it on shuffle and I pay attention to the music, and I. I have three specific playlists that I have on my website that I update with the new releases and new to me. Yeah. And it's the one of them particular is the 2021 vibe. If it's positive, uplifting, not necessarily Christian because Christian music kind of sucks. Uh-huh. Um, it, it just, I don't know. It just, it doesn't portray like real things. I got you. And Fidelix is somebody that's definitely not a Christian rapper. But some of his music is just raw, and he has this one, a letter to himself, a letter to a 17-year-old self, and he's like, you're going to have your ups and downs, you're going to want to die, but it's going to be all right, you're going to do new things, you're going to influence people, you're going to come out on the other side type stuff. Yeah. So that's my, that's my get-through work. I got you. I like to listen to a lot of, um mid to late 90s early 2000s kind of like alternative yeah. Third line. yes why were they the first because <laughs> that's what i think about <laughs> that and um matchbox 20 matchbox 20 three doors down butthole surfers butthole surfers <laughs> zippers. i haven't heard i i've heard the name i don't think i've listened to them before <laughs> but uh them Soundgarden, Audio Slave, stuff like that. Allison Chains. 
just stuff I grew up listening to. It puts me in my happy place. Yeah. So. Yeah. My good old fashioned good piano. Yes. Soul food. That's soul music, I guess. <laughs> that's funny. One day that's gonna be on an oldie station. Oh man, don't get me started on that. Like, I mean, Metallica just celebrated their fortieth year of being a band. What's that make the Rolling Stones then? Eighty, ninety. Oh man, but still, I mean, Metallica is a band that I still listen to, and oh boy, I mean, when I mention it to like, I like to ask people their ages whenever they start working if i know they're they look around my age but i'm not sure i'm like how old are you and they're like oh 21 22 i'm like holy crap okay so this one time i i uh i was talking about ozzy and rob zombie to uh this 21 22 year old they're like oh i think i've heard of them why holy crap (laughs) like these are big names yeah. <laughs> and Metallica, I mean, they've been around for 40 years now. It's just like, holy crap, man. But their music still holds up, like their old stuff. I mean, I like their new stuff, too, but I've gotten to appreciate, um, like, Ride the Lightning and Kill Em All and Master of Puppets and Injustice for All and stuff like that. And the Black Album, the Black Album was the first yeah. one I listened to. That's always going to be my favorite album from them. And then Ozzy, uh, his whole No More Tears album, I'll always that'll always be my favorite of his. Because yeah. that was the first one. No More Tears was the very first Ozzy song I listened to. That I remember. Crazy Train. Crazy Train. I love Crazy Train. I never really got into Ozzy until like, high school football. And then that was one of our songs on like our senior film, I guess. Mm. And so I was like, I mean, I knew who Ozzy was. He bit the head off the bat. Yeah. But yeah, I never really, but I mean, that's, that's kind of beside the point. Yeah. I mean, music is ultimately one of the probably most popular anti-anxiety meds out there. Oh yeah. People I mean, get pissed off and they just put on headphones and listen to music. Heck yeah, man. That's, that's my alternative to to drugs. <laughs> so, as far as this week, do you feel like you got to vent a little bit? Yes, I feel much better. Do you feel like somebody's going to understand that situation? Man, I hope so. I mean, that's the main part of reaching out. Well, the first forefront vocal thing. Yeah. Of course, a meeting, but I mean, just having the ability to relate. I mean, they can contact you at what? Facebook. Facebook.com backslash reaching out with Cameron. Yes. And then also Instagram.com backslash reaching out with Cameron. Yes, exactly. And there'll be other ways in the future, but right now those are two main ways they can send you DMs. Who are you looking to talk to through all this? Like I say in my post, I'm here for anyone and everyone, anyone who is being bullied or if they feel depressed or alone or if they're going through something. Anybody who needs someone to talk to, I'm here. Um, you, you can text me. You can message me. 
comment on a post that you that that speaks to you or whatever let's start a conversation let's just reach out to me so i can reach you too do you have any closing other remarks for this <sighs> anxiety is a big thing and after 2020 anxiety is just all over the place for everybody so try to find that that happy place, whether it be music or art or simply just taking a drive. Don't let your anxiety overtake you. So for reaching out, that was the show part. Now it's your turn to reach out. If you have any questions, comments, anything you just want to share, please feel free to reach out. It's either facebook.com backslash or instagram.com backslash. They're both reaching out with Cameron, and we'd love to hear from you. And until next week, I've been already great. And Camo. And we'll see you next week.